I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help as you shall pray for and with me from the topic, glad to be in the service. Glad to be in the service. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this worship celebration. We thank you for the privilege and opportunity to be back in worship. Anoint, bless, touch, use your preacher. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name. The church said, Amen. Glad to be in the service. Attitude is a difference maker and a game changer. Attitude is a difference maker and a game changer. Attitude is a difference maker and a game changer. If we're honest with ourselves, so many instances and arenas in life Attitude makes a major and significant difference. Attitude can and does make the difference between success and failure. Attitude can and does make the difference between employability and unemployability. Attitude can and does make the difference between being seen as an asset or being seen as a liability. Attitude can and does make the difference between happiness and misery. Attitude can and does make the difference between enthusiasm or making excuses. Attitude can and does make the difference between an optimistic can-do spirit or a negative pessimistic Woe is me, we can't get it done. Those of us who are real in the house today and who are grown and spiritual, we have to admit that there's nothing more draining than someone with a negative, pessimistic, critical, cynical, can't 
find anything good in anybody or anything attitude. But if we flip the coin, there's nothing more encouraging than somebody who possesses a consecrated, optimistic, can-do, God-will-make-a-way attitude. I wish I had a witness in the house on this Sunday morning. According to this familiar psalm, according to the great praiser and worshiper David, David, the king of Israel, who has experienced affliction, adversity, challenging circumstances, and trial after trial, is articulating his feeling and sentiment concerning the opportunity and privilege to worship God in the place of worship. According to the text, as David is making his way across town in Jerusalem, David is articulating his feeling about worship in the place or the house of God. As David articulates his feeling and sentiment concerning worship and the privilege and opportunity to worship, David says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Can I help y'all go help me preach this morning? Uh, David has a consecrated attitude about the privilege and opportunity to worship God in the house of God. Amen. This sermon is not theologically deep, but it is spiritually significant because as we listen and as we listen to the example and language of David the language of David ought to encourage and convict our attitude concerning our worship in God's house David says I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord Gladness is the attitude that describes how David is coming to God's house. And for those of us who are saved and filled with the Holy Ghost on this Sunday morning, we ought to be glad to go to the house of God. When we come to God's house, somebody help me preach on this Sunday morning, everybody who has had the privilege and opportunity to make our way to God's house ought to be glad to come to the house of God. And while we ought to be glad on this Sunday morning, those of us who are honest with God and ourselves sometimes have to admit we have not always been glad or gladness has not always described our attitude and disposition as we have made our way to the house of Almighty God. I wish I had some real folk who would say amen on this Sunday morning. Uh, while we ought to be glad, sometimes we have been apathetic. 
While we ought to be glad to come to God's house, sometimes we have been distracted and down. While we ought to be glad to come to God's house, sometimes we have been cynical and critical. While we ought to be glad to come to God's house, sometimes we have been pessimistic and prideful. While we ought to be glad to come to God's house, sometimes we have been mean-spirited and sleepy. While we ought to be glad to come to God's house, sometimes our mind has been on any and everything except the God we are called to worship in spirit and in truth. Yet David, the mighty man of God, the shepherd boy who has been supernaturally, providentially promoted to become the king of Israel, is not despondent, is not discouraged, is not distracted, is not critical, is not moody, is not having his mind on the other side of town. But David says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. And I preach this message to challenge every member of Watch Chapel, whether you are in person, whether you are virtual, to adjust what needs to be adjusted, to detox from what we need to be detoxed from, to renew our minds in such a way that when we make our way to God's house, and I'm not just talking about Sunday morning. I'm talking about Wednesday night for Bible study. I'm talking about Wednesday at 6.30 for Awana. I'm talking about wherever we come to the house of God, we ought to come to the house of God with a spirit and disposition of gladness. David says, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. We ought to be glad to be in the service. One more. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Why was, why was David so glad to be in the worship experience? Y'all help me preach this. David was glad, watch chapel, because David had prepared to praise David had prepared to praise. If you read the text, look at the language in the text. David has not yet entered the house of God, the synagogue, the tabernacle, the place of worship. But David was on his way to worship. But as he was on his way, he was preparing to praise. Watch chapel as if we're going to be glad to be in the service, be it Wednesday night, be it Sunday morning, be it this Sunday, next Sunday, the first Sunday in November, whenever God allows us to convene for worship, we come with the spirit of gladness when we prepare to praise. Oh, help me preach this, Holy Spirit. David had been preparing to praise. And I talk about preparing to praise. I'm not just talking about his clothes being ironed. I'm not just talking about having written his tithe check. 
already. I, I'm not just talking about having cooked brunch. I'm not just talking about having shined his shoes. I'm not just talking about having washed the car. I, I'm talking about uh, preparing for praise. Why is it that we can prepare for everything? But don't prepare for worship. This, this is Sunday, 10, 12 a.m. There are some of you who are in your mind talking to me silently. <laughs> saying, Pastor, preach good but don't preach too long. <laughs> One o'clock is coming. And even though the Panthers were victorious, I got a regular date at 1 o'clock p.m. every Sunday until the first Sunday in February. So P-Dub, preach good, but don't preach too long because I got to prepare. I got to get some wings. I got to get some Utz potato chips. I got to get the Coke. I got to get the Coca-Cola. I got to get the Pepsi. I got to get the dip. I got to get the beverages. I Got to lay it right. I, and, and if I ain't doing that, I, I got to get the, the pack at Bojangles. Because at 101, kickoff time, I want to be prepared. If we can prepare for a football game, Come on, help me preach now. That we enjoy but is of no eternal significance. How much more ought we prepare to worship God in spirit and in truth on the Lord's day? Yes, iron your clothes. Yes, prepare the meal. Yes, shine your shoes but how about spending time in the Word on Sunday morning before we get to God's house? How, much, how about counting your blessings before you get to God's house? How about praying before you get to God's house? How about fellowship before you get to God's house? How about, come on, talk to me in here, thinking about the goodness of God before you get to God's house? Don't expect the preacher or the choir to do cartwheels, jump from the chandeliers where God has been good to you. I ain't getting up now to worship. If I had a nickel for every lazy, spiritual, apathetic person who told me they ain't getting nothing out of worship, well, you ain't bring nothing to the worship experience. You bring your chicken to homecoming. You bring your Coca-Cola. Honey, you better bring your own praise. 
to God's house. My job ain't to start your fire. You better have the fire burn when your dog gonna get here. When you get to the parking lot, you ought to be running and glad and skipping and leaping, getting ready to praise because God's been good, not to me, but to... I ain't getting up now to worship. What did you bring? Did you bring a praise? Did you bring a testimony? Did you bring a shout? Did you bring the right attitude? Pastor ain't saying nothing today. Did, were you awake or were you asleep? Choir ain't hit the ball today. Were you listening? I ain't gonna preach too long. Eh? David is glad. Because David has prepared to pray. Oh, I wish I had some help. He's prepared to praise. Not only is David glad because he is prepared to praise, David is glad because of redeemed relationships. When we come to God's house, yes, we ought to prepare to praise. But when we come to God's house, David is glad because of the relationships with the people of God. Amen. For the past 18, almost 19 months, we were physically apart one from another. We connected on social media. We connected via phone. We saw each other in food lying, different places all across the triangle. But we were separate and apart. And one of the things I missed as a pastor was the people. Say what you want to say. We can talk about the imperfections, the fallibilities of people all we want, but God blesses our lives and uses people to bless us. We can be anti-people all we want to, but God calls us to be lovers of God and lovers of people. And at the end of the day, when you look back over your life and look at where you are right now, look at who God has used in your life. Yes, people get on your nerves, but God still uses people. People are imperfect, but God uses people. People can drive you bananas, but God uses people. And God has a way of providentially arranging and intersecting our lives with the people we have needed when we have needed them. And David is glad to come back to God's house or go to God's house because of redeemed relationships. As David has making his way to God's house, David is thinking about the people who have been a blessing to his life. Amen. 
I've been the pastor of this church for 15 years. I've been pastoring 23 years, 8 in Cincinnati, 15 here in Raleigh, North Carolina, Watch Chapel Baptist Church. And they have been some people who have blessed my life tremendously. I dare somebody to be honest on this Sunday morning along your journey in church life, in worship. There have been some people in worship who you saw every Sunday who have blessed your life, who have been on assignment from Almighty God to be a blessing to you. Sometimes we can be so caught up in the negative Nellies and the negative Nathaniels that we forget about the sanctified, positive, prayerful people that God has used to bless our lives. I got more folk that love me than hate me. You got more folk who got your back than the haters who don't care about you. There are more people who want to see you win than want to see you lose. And regardless of who wants to see you lose, no weapon formed against you shall prosper and no lying tongue will overcome the hand or move of God. So when we are coming to God's house, we ought to be glad to be in the worship celebration because of redeemed relationships. There are some people that God has used to pray for you, and they got a prayer through. There have been people that God used to encourage you, and you and I would have lost our mind without the gift of encouragement. They are people that God used to put some love in your hand just when you needed some love that made all the difference in your world. There are some people, some scholarships that you got because of the church and people that sacrificed, encouraged, and sold into your life. I thank God for his goodness, but I thank God for the people. Don't become so holy and sanctified that you distance yourself from people. It ain't just loving God, it's loving God and the people that God died for. Sometimes we are so sanctimonious and holy that we think we can love God without loving the people that Jesus died for. The cross is vertical and horizontal. Go on, talk, Pete Dub. Y'all ain't talking to me. I said the cross is vertical and horizontal. You can't just love me if you don't love the people I died for. You can't just love God and not love people. You can't just love God and not experience the blessings that God will use for people. David says, I'm glad to be in the service <laughs> because of redeemed relationships. I'm glad to be in the service because I've prepared to praise. Well, I'm glad to be in the service because I'm grateful to God. Amen. Worship. I told you this ain't theologically profound, but spiritually significant. I have and will preach deeper sermons, but on this Sunday, amen, we need to be glad to be in the worship experience. 
because we are preparing to praise because of redeemed relationships, but most importantly because of our gratitude to Almighty God. Don't forget who articulates this particular psalm. This is David. David is somebody or a case study of the goodness of Almighty God. Remember when we are introduced to David in 1 Samuel 16, David is not a child of privilege with a silver spoon in his mouth, but David is a shepherd boy on the backside of the desert. When uh, Saul, when Samuel rather, came looking for the next king, David was overlooked. But because David had the heart of Almighty God, they said, not him, not your older brothers, but there got to be somebody else. They said, yeah, I got a younger son. He's ruddy in complexion. He, he's on the backside of the desert. He, he's fooling around with the sheep, playing with the sheep. He says, bring him here. He said, though man looks at the outside, I look at the heart. And David, who had been overlooked, y'all ain't talking to me now. David, who had been forgotten about, has become the promoted apple of God's eye. And here David, when he thinks about all that God had done for him, where God had brought him from, how God allowed him defeat to defeat Goliath, how God protected him from hating Saul, how God brought him out of the cave, how God blessed him with the talent to be a harpist, how God promoted him from the backside of the desert to sitting in the king's palace. David said, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, David was glad because he was grateful. Is there anybody who's grateful on a Sunday morning? When you look back and think about where God brought you from, think about what God has done for you, think about what God saw you through, think about how God healed your body, think about how God made ways. Think about how God protected you. Think about the miracles that God wrought, the ways that he made, the doors that he opened. I'm glad. I said I'm glad because I'm grateful. I'm grateful because I'm glad. I'm glad because I'm grateful. Do I have 200 folks who are grateful to God? For what God has done, what God is doing. I said, I'm glad because I'm grateful. I'm glad because I'm grateful. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Don't look at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. Don't focus on what ain't happened. Focus on what God has done. Sometimes we are so consumed. I don't have this. I don't have purple label. I don't have red bottoms. 
Honey, you don't have no debt. Every now and then we just say, God, I'm grateful I got shoes. I'm grateful. I'm not trying to make it into this country, but I got a place to lay my head. I can be a blessing. I look at where God's brought me from. I ain't always had it as good as I got right now. Do I have some real folk right now? I ain't always had it as good as I got it now. No, I ain't balling, but honey, I ain't broke, busted, and disgusted either. I don't have to put nothing in nobody else's name. Some of y'all ain't get that yet, y'all. Y'all ain't. You don't have a son named Devontae. Just grateful. Glad because I'm grateful. I'm glad because I'm grateful. I said I'm grateful. Somebody on this Sunday morning, my sister, my brother, if you're here but not saved, you're here but don't have a church home, I want you to raise your hand. We have our team here that's going to walk you out. If you want to join the church, you want to accept Jesus as your Savior today, if you're physically here, raise your hand. If you're online, go to the Contact Us tab and it's going to give you the prompts to join and unite with Watch Chapel. I'd love to be your pastor. We would love to be your church family. We want to be a place of gladness. We are grateful to God. Redeemed relationships. And preparing to praise. Let me help somebody. You don't know... In the next, by the end of, shucks, by the end of next week, you don't know what's going to happen. You never know who you're going to need in this life. None of us know who we're going to need in this life. God will provide who and what you need in life. Not just what, but who. Sometimes you don't need money. You need somebody to pray for you. You need somebody just to listen. You need somebody just to encourage you. You need somebody to say, look, I've, I've been where you are. I walked through a divorce. I've been through where you are. I'm going to walk with you through this journey.
Is there somebody physically here who's not saved, wants to unite with the church? Just raise your hand wherever you are. Watch Chapel, we thank you for your faithfulness in giving. God has been faithful. You have been faithful. We would not be able to do what we have done without the faithfulness of Almighty God and the faithfulness of a great church called Watch Chapel. As your pastor asks and encourage you to continue tithing and giving, we have been able to be a blessing to our brothers and sisters in Haiti and those who have been impacted by Hurricane Ida. We have sown through Lot Carey Foreign Mission Convention $10,000 this week. to be a blessing to people who were impacted in Haiti and Ida. That's not the end of it. Amen. Amen. And we've been able to do ministry virtually, in person, been able to be a blessing to people near and far because of God's faithfulness and your faithfulness. You can text to give WCMBC 73256. Give through PayPal, watchchapel at stewardship.org, cash app, dollar sign, watchchapel. Please include your full name, or you can mail your tie, 3703, Tryon Road, Raleigh, North Carolina, 27606. May God bless you real good. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, Rest, woo, and abide with us until we shall meet again. The church said amen. 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 Hey, saints, our choir's coming to bless us. Let the ushers lead you out. Amen. Let's cooperate with the ushers. Amen. Thank you.
Good morning, Watch Chapel. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We are shouting out everybody who is tuning in to our worship celebration on this, the fourth Sunday in September. We're shouting out everybody who's watching. Let us know where you're tuning in from today. And we are glad you are a part of this worship celebration. Family, friends, Watch Chapel has resumed public weekly corporate worship each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. 